We're going to be learning in Chidushim Aran Riz Halevi, the only piece on Hilchos Erovin. This is Perak Aleph, Halacha Aleph. And in this piece, Rab Velvel is going to explain a line in the Rambam and as usual, formulate some important conceptual ideas. The Rambam at the beginning of Hilchos Erovin is describing what constitutes a Rishus Hayachid, a private domain. So there are four types of domains on Shabbos. There's a public domain, a private domain, which means that it has four walls surrounding it. Then there's a Carmelis, which means that it's not a public domain, but it does not have walls around it. So it's not separated from the public domain. And then a Makom Ptur, which is its own domain, but it does not have four walls around it. So the Rambam is introducing the halacha of Eruv Chatseros, that even in a private domain, it's not always allowed to carry. If there are multiple people that live there, they stop each other from being able to carry in each other's domain until they make an Eruv Chatseros, a partnership between all of them, so they can all carry between the domains. So the Rambam describes this case of a Rishus Hayachid, a private domain with multiple people living there, Chatser Shiyeshba a courtyard that has a number of neighbors living in it. So that's how they used to build houses in the olden days. There was a courtyard between the houses. So if this courtyard is shared by multiple people, din Torah mutaran Under Torah law, they are all allowed to carry in there because it's a Rishus Hayachid. It has the four walls surrounding it. Now, similarly, says the Rambam, in an alleyway that has either a lechi or a kora. A lechi is a post that comes down on one wall, so it juts out a little bit, and a kora is a beam that goes between two walls. So basically, this alley is a three-walled area. There are three full walls, and then there is a post on one side jutting out, so it's like a fourth very little wall, or there's a beam on the fourth side. So again, it creates some sort of barrier on the fourth side. So since there are effectively four walls, even though there's not four full walls, but under halacha, that's enough to consider it a rishus hayachid. So under Torah law, the rule would be all the residents of that alley could carry throughout the alley. Because the alley is now a rishus hayachid. Zehu din Torah. That's all under Torah law. But the rabbis added another halacha that even in Rishus Hayachin, if multiple people live together, they need to create a partnership in Eruv Chatseros in order to be able to carry in that area. So that's how the Rambam introduces this halacha, that even though this courtyard and this alley are a Rishus Hayachin under Torah law, so under Torah law, anyone can carry in there. The rabbis introduced a limitation that if there's multiple people who live there, they need to make an Eruv Chatseros. Now, the Magid Mishnah raises the question, why did the Rambam describe this alley as having a Korah or a Lechi, a post or a beam, so there is something on the fourth side? Why does there need to be four walls under Halacha, even if there was no Lechi or Korah? So it's a three-sided alley. 
Under Torah law, that's also a Rishus HaYachid. So the Torah considers a three-sided domain, a Rishus HaYachid, and one can carry in there. Now the rabbis had a stringency that there needs to be a Lechi or a Korah on the fourth side. But the Rambam is trying to describe what's considered a Rishus HaYachid under Torah law. So why does he add in the Lechi and Korah, which is a rabbinic concept? He should have just left it that even if there are three walls in the Mavui, it is Rishus HaYachid under Torah law. So the Magid Mishnah says that the Rambam is not being so precise in his language because he already described the four domains and all the details of those halachas earlier in Hilchos Shabbos. Here in Hilchos Erevin, he's coming to teach us a different set of halachas about Eruv Chatzeros. So the Rambam is imprecise in how he describes the domains. But Rab Velvel is going to offer a conceptual approach to understanding what the Rambam is doing here, which is going to show how his language is very precise. So he explains that if there are three walls to the domain, and that's it, there is no Lechi and Korah, so even though under Torah law, one is allowed to carry there, but it's not considered a Rishus HaYachid. A Rishus HaYachid has four walls. The reason the Torah says that one can carry in a three-wall domain is as the Rambam explains in chapter 14 and 17 of Hilchos Shabbos, because it's a Makom Petur. It's not a Rishus HaYachid, it's not an enclosed area, but it's a Makom Petur. It's an area which is separate from the Rishus HaRabim, even though it's not closed off. So under Torah law, one is allowed to carry in a makom p'tur. But now, says Rab Velvel, there is no rule of Eruv Chatzeros in a makom p'tur. When the rabbis created the stringency of Eruv Chatzeros, it only applies to Rishus HaYachid. The rabbis said that in Rishus HaYachid, if there are multiple people living there, then you can't carry without an Eruv Chatzeros. But they never applied that rule to a makom p'tur. Now, practically, it makes no difference because anyways, you can't carry in that makom p'tur. The rabbis had another decree that in a three walled domain, you can't carry even though the Torah allowed it, but the rabbis forbid it. So anyways, it's not permitted to carry in that three-walled domain. So they didn't need to apply Eruv Chatzeros to that three-walled domain. But conceptually, the rule of Eruv Chatzeros does not apply to a three-walled domain, only to a four-walled Rishus HaYachid domain. So that's why when the Rambam is trying to describe the case where Eruv Chatzeros applies, he has to add in that in the three-walled alleyway, there's also a Lechi or a Korah which turns it into a full Rishus HaYachid. So then one could have carried there under rabbinic law, but since it's a Rishus HaYachid with multiple residents, the rabbis instituted Eruv Chatzeros. So the Rambam is being very precise in saying that Eruv Chatzeros only kicks in in a three-walled alleyway with a Lechi or Korah on the fourth side. But says Rav Velvel, there's still a problem because this really only answers the lechi, the post. Because once there's a post on the fourth side, even though it's not a full wall, but that in halacha is considered four walls. So inside is a regular Rishus HaYachid. But the Korah, the beam, is not considered a real wall. It creates a symbolic barrier. So inside you're allowed to carry, but the Rambam and Hilchus Shabbos Yud Zion test rules that if someone throws from outside, from the Rosh Hashanah 
into that domain that has three walls and a beam, so they're not obligated, they're putter. So we see that inside is not a full Rishos HaYachid because this fourth wall, the beam, is not considered a full wall. So now we're left with a question. In the case of a three-walled alley that has a beam on the fourth side, why does Eruv Chatseros kick in when that is not a real Rishos HaYachid, it's a Mokom Ptur, but according to Rab Velvel, there is no Eruv Chatseros in a Mokom Ptur. So why does the Rambam include that case as one of the cases with Eruv Chatseros? So Rab Velvel adds another idea here, which is that even though Mida Oraisa on a Torah level, if someone has a three-walled domain with a Korah, a beam on the fourth side, so that is not a Rishus HaYachid. That's why if someone throws from the Rishus HaRabim into their, their putter, because it's considered a Makom Ptur Mida Oraisa. But when the rabbis instituted that one is allowed to carry inside that domain, the nature of that decree is that it's considered a Rishus HaYachid Midra Banan. So on a Dra Banan level, it is a Rishus HaYachid. That's how the rabbis instituted this leniency to carry in this domain, not that it's a Makom Ptur, but that it's considered a Rishus HaYachid Midra Banan. So that's why the Rambam calls it a Rishus HaYachid, not only when there's a Lechi on the fourth side, but even when there's a Korah on the fourth side, it is a Rishus HaYachid Midra Banan. And in Hilchus Shabbos Yud in Beis, the Rambam repeats the same idea. He describes the leniency to carry in this domain as Osa lo beruach revis lechi echad. You put on the fourth wall a lechi. O Osa of Korah, or a beam, Vidayo, and that's enough to allow carrying. Vitechoshev Osa Korah, O Oso Lechi, Kiilu Sosam Ruach Revius, and the Lechi or the Korah, even though they're small, are considered like a full fourth wall. The Yasa Rishusayachid, the Yihia Mutilotaltobakulo, and the area inside becomes Rishusayachid, and he's allowed to carry in the whole thing. So here again, the Rambam repeats that the area inside is considered a Rishusayachid. Now, even though with the Korah on the fourth wall, it's not a full Rishus HaYachid Mido Raisa, but it is Rishus HaYachid Midra Banan to carry inside of it. So that's why in this Halacha, the Rambam says that Eruv Chatseros does apply in such a case, since it's a Rishus HaYachid Midra Banan, so the rules of Eruv Chatseros kick in. But if there would only be three walls, without a Lechi or a Korah on the fourth wall, so since such a domain is not a Rishus HaYachid, not Midra and not Midra Banan, it's considered a Makom Ptur, so there is no Eruv Chatseros in such a domain. So that's why the Rambam needs to explain that the case we're dealing with is with a Lechi or a Korah on the fourth side. Otherwise, the rules of Eruv Chatseros would not kick in. There's a different reason why you can't carry in a three-walled domain. But it's not Eruv Chatseros, it's because the rabbis said there needs to be something on the fourth wall. So that's the explanation for the length language of the Rambam and how it's very precise because the Rambam is trying to come up with a case where Eruv Chatseros kicks in and that has to be a Rishus HaYachid at least on some level, either Mido Raisa or even Midra Banan. Now in the final paragraph, Reb Velvel compares all this to the language of the Rush. The Gemara in Eruv in Nuntes says that people who live together in a Mavoy, it's not enough to separate their different areas with a Lechi or a Korah to avoid the problem of Eruv Chatseros, they need an actual wall to divide it, but if there's just a beam or a post there, then they need to do an Eruv Chatseros. 
Now, the rush adds that if there's either two boards or there's a large board with four tfachim, so then that is enough to divide up the different areas and then they don't need an Eruv Chatzeros because each person has their own separate area. So according to the rush, a lechi or a kora does not separate the area with regards to Eruv Chatzeros, but an actual wall will. So Rabbi Velvel explains very simply that this is because the whole decree of lechi and kora does not apply to Eruv Chatzeros. It was only said in terms of changing the mavoi, the three-walled alley, into a place that people can carry in. But the lechi and the kora have no ability to change the Mavoy in terms of Eruv Chatzeros. So that's why there needs to be a real wall, not just the post or the beam. Now, the rush there quotes from the Yushalmi that if there was an alley where they put a beam in the middle of the alley, so the people on the outside of the beam are not in a three-walled area, so they cannot carry, and the people on the inside of the Mavoy are able to carry because they have a beam on their area. So the people who live outside the beam don't prevent the people inside the beam from being able to carry, even though they all live in the alley together. Now, nosnu eluva elu, if both groups put up a beam, so now there's a beam in the middle and a beam at the end, so eluva elu asurin, now they're all prohibited to carry. And we do not say that the beam in the middle separates between the two groups in the alley. So says Rab Velvel, this halacha of the Yerushalmi proves his overall point. In the second case, when everyone in the alley is in a functional Rishus Hayachid, so everyone is included in the prohibition of Eruve Chatzeros, and everyone needs to create a partnership in order to be able to carry in this alley. And the beam in the middle does not separate in terms of the prohibition of Eruv Chatzeros because the beam only helps to be able to carry as a Rishos HaYachid, but it does not affect the Eruv Chatzeros Halacha. As opposed to in the first case where there's only one beam, so the people on the outside of the beam can't carry. They live in a functional Karmelis. They're not allowed to carry in their part of the alley. So those people are not included in the whole prohibition of Eruv Chatzeros only the people in the inside of the beam are included in Eruv Chatzeros. So that shows that the whole prohibition of Eruv Chatzeros only kicks in at a Rishos HaYachid, not in a Karmelis. So from this halacha of the Yushalmi, that if there's a beam in the middle of the alley, the people from the beam and inside are one group and they create their own Eruv Chatzeros together and they don't need to include the people who live on the outside of the beam. So Rabbi Velvel explains that this is a proof to his idea that only someone in a Roshus HaYachid has the whole concept of Eruv Chatzeros to begin with. But the people outside the beam who are in a functional Karmelis do not have the rules of Eruv Chatzeros. Now, he points out that the rush explains this halacha a little differently because the rush explains that since the people outside the beam are not allowed to carry because that area only has three walls and it's treated like a Carmelis, so that's why they don't affect the ability of the people inside the beam to be able to carry from one person's area to another person's area.
area. So according to the rush, the key point is that since the people outside the beam can't carry, that's why they don't affect the people inside the beam. So now this would only apply for people who can't carry because they're in a Carmelis. But someone that's in a Mokom tour, so they would be allowed to carry, even though they're not in a Rishos Hayachid, according to the rush, they would affect their neighbor's ability to carry from one person's area to the next because of Erev Chatzeros. And Rab Velvel says that according to his reading of the Rambam, the Rambam takes this idea one step further and the Rambam holds not only if the people can't carry, meaning they're in a Carmelis, but even if they're in a Makom Ptur, even if they could carry, so long as they're not in Rishus Hayachid, the whole rule of Erev Chatzeros does not kick in. So according to his approach to understanding the Rambam, the Rambam holds Erev Chatzeros only applies in Rishus Hayachid, and anyone that's not in Rishus Hayachid, even if they're able to carry, does not have the halacha of Erev Chatzeros kick in for them, so they would not affect their neighbor's ability to carry either. So this is Rab Velvel's piece to explain the view of the Rambam. The two key points are that according to the Rambam, the whole concept of Erev Chatzeros only applies in a Rishus Hayachid, not in any other type of domain, even a Makom Ptur where people can carry. And the second point is that in the case of a Korah, if there are three walls and a beam, so even though one is allowed to carry in that area, Mida Oraisa, it's not a Rishus Hayachid. It's a Makom Ptur, but Rab Velvel creates the idea of a Rishus Hayachid Midra Banan. So it is a Rishus Hayachid on a Drabanan level. So those are the key points of this piece. Now, it's worth making a few points. First of all, this Yerushalmi, the way Rab Velvel explains it according to the Rush and the Rambam, so the Ramban, the Ritva, and the Rashba in Eruvin Nuntes have a totally different explanation of it. They learn from this Yerushalmi that anyone who's unable to make an Eruv Chatzeros does not affect their neighbor's ability to carry. So that's the major principle that they derive from this Yerushalmi, that since the people outside the beam are unable able to be part of an Eruv Chatzeros, so they do not affect their neighbors who are able to be part of it. So while Rab Velvel develops from this Yerushalmi the idea that anyone that's not in Rosh Hashayachid does not affect an Eruv Chatzeros, meaning it doesn't apply to them and they don't affect their neighbors' abilities to carry from one of their areas to the next. The Ramban, though, derives from this Yerushalmi that anyone who couldn't have been part of the Eruv Chatzeros does not affect their neighbor's ability to carry. So there is a totally different tradition about what we learn from this Yerushalmi and what the explanation of that halacha is. Now, there are a few questions on Rab Velvel's analysis. First of all, the whole point is to explain how this fits into the language of the Rambam, and even according to Rab Velvel, it doesn't fit in perfectly, because he's saying that the Mavui with a beam is only a Rishus HaYachid Midra Banan, not Mida Oraisa, and the Rambam called it a Rishus HaYachid, and then he said that is the Din Torah. That's the Torah rule, which is not precise because according to the Torah, it's a Mokom Ptur, not a Rishus HaYachid. So there's still an imprecision here. Now, the other issue is that Rab Velvel suggests that a Mavui with three walls is a Mokom Ptur on a Torah level, and and then when a beam is added to the fourth side, it becomes a Rishus Hayachid Midra Banan. Now, the problem is that we hold Korah Mishum Heker, that the beam 
is only a symbolic object. It doesn't actually create any wall, even Midrabanan. It's just a symbolic object that's put there in order to remind people about the laws of carrying. So once there's a symbolic beam on the fourth side, they're able to carry. So how does a purely symbolic object that doesn't actually create a wall change the status of this domain to Rishus Hayachid Midrabanan? So that's the other question. According to Rav Velvel, how is this going to work that the beam creates a Rishos Hayachid Midrabanan? And it's worth noting that the Orsameach in his commentary on the Rambam on this halacha, so he does disagree with Rav Velvel, and he writes that a three-walled Mavui with a Korah is not a Rishos Hayachid, even though you're allowed to carry there, but it's really a Makom Ptur. So that's exactly the point Rav Velvel raised, but he leaves it at that. He doesn't say that it's Rishos Hayachid Midrabanan. So Dar Sameach follows along the lines of the Magid Mishnah that the Rambam is imprecise in his language in this halacha. And it's also worth mentioning that Rab Chaim in Chidush Rabbi Nochaim HaLevi in Hilchus Shabbos Tes Zion Tes Zion also mentions this Rambam, and he seems to have a little bit of a different take from Reb Velvel. He proves from this Rambam that in order to carry somewhere on Shabbos, it does not have to be a Rishus HaYachid. So long as it's not a Rishus HaRabim, it's allowed to carry in it. So it's unclear to me whether that's just a semantic distinction or whether he's really saying something fundamentally different from Reb Velvel, but he does seem to have a different lesson that he derives from this Rambam. Reb Velvel calls Whereas Rab Chaim says that you don't need a full-fledged Rishos Hayachid in order to be allowed to carry. So that might be the equivalent of Rishos Hayachid Midrabanan, or it could mean something totally different.